Can't believe just seen Flavor Flav in Flake's chip shop. Can't <laughs> see just seen Flavor Flav. And you can see the migration of Flavor Flav through Mosley just from the timeline. Yeah. Um, so they they were really cool. It's a real mad combination this year, and I love it. Can you hear me talking in my microphone? Good singing voice, I I always keep the singing in, you know that, don't you? Good. If I sing, it's for people to hear. <laughs> Welcome everyone back to the Burning and Food podcast that is Breaking Bread. It has been a while. Yo, everybody! <laughs> uh, Excited. I'm your co-host, Liam. I'm Carl. You know it's that Carl. already. Yeah, you know us. You've seen us eating, usually. Yeah, my mouth full of something. Well, food. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> How you been, man? Yeah, buzzing. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while since we've done podcasts. We're not going to pretend we don't see each other every week. I know we see each other a lot, so it's not like oh, I haven't seen you in so long. Yeah. Like we, it's not a fake thing. We are actually really good friends. Yeah. That hang out a lot. Yeah. We didn't really say to people that we were taking a little break, but, you know, this is our side, not hustle, this is our hobby, man. Yeah, so, well, we've got jobs and families and... Seven-year-old, six-year-old, five-year-old, five-year-old, seven-year-old and a five-year-old. She was, my mum's four. Four? Is she only four? She's coming up to five. She's coming up to five, yeah. So, yeah. Busy time, but we've got a few in the bank, so there's a few coming out this series. Yeah, when life gets over on top of us we take a little break from the podcast but we always come back yeah well we had enough messages asking when you bring him back when come on from this episode i haven't got nothing to listen to so it's, <laughs> it's just nice to get the messages of people asking us when we're coming back yeah yeah it's nice to be nice no nice to be wanted it's nice to be wanted yeah yeah we've been out of loads and the newsletter kind of took a little break as well because it's really hard doing that newsletter <laughs> i was gonna <laughs> say keep, i can't believe you'd find the time <laughs> i'm to gonna try to keep doing it yeah, we'll do. I will try and put all of the places we've been eating lately because it's been just it's gone into overload. Like the summer's come and everyone's doing everything. It's like festival season. I mean, everything, every opening, everything seems to be all at once now. Yeah, you it's went. All go. Yeah, Wingfest, man. Yeah, Wingfest. That was awesome. Oh, mate. You know, I was chancing that's the first one outside of London that's sold out, and it was really busy the Saturday I was there. The Sunday looked quite busy as well, but the Saturday was. Even you know what? I don't normally like places when they're really busy, but it didn't take away from the fun. There was axe throwing, there was bands on, there was wings that were cheap. You can eat loads of different ones because you can just have like one of each. People love wings, man. You know, we went to the launch at Greedy's, and I thought it's hard not to buy into the hype because everyone's so, like all the organisers are so excited and they're like, it's going to be this, it's going to do this, and, and you're standing there thinking, mate, this is Birmingham, this ain't London. It, this might not work as well as you hope it will. And then it and then it come to it, it's sold out. And I'm like, man, people just love wings. I think <laughs> it was 5,000 people or something like that. Yeah. And I was there. And I mean, I love, I'm mad for wings anyway. I'd seen the Wing Festival before I even knew 
like we were going to get an invite or any of this. Yeah, hashtag invite, blah, blah, blah. All that stuff. I was already going to go. I was like, yeah, that's right on my street. Yeah, I had you and mom and I seen it. I thought, yeah, Carl would love that. I mean, even at the launch, was the first time I kind of bought, I was that hyped into it. I was like, yeah, I like the wings. <laughs> oh, mate, you'd have had a great time with some wicked wings there. What was there? Just bands and everything. Bands, axe throwing, loads of bars. Obviously, Greedies were there. They were the best ones. Greedies are phenomenal. Obviously, if you ain't eating there, you got to eat there. I mean, I mean, I don't know who's listening to this that hasn't eaten at Greedies anyway. Greedies is the one. They're awesome. And then a few others stood out. Like basically, anyone that makes wings was there. A few up from London then. Yeah, I got to try Poor Boys. I've been after trying them for a while, and they were really good as well. They were some of the best there. There was loads of wicked stuff. Too many to name. There was a couple I wanted to try. I wanted to try Magic Wingdom, who were in Leamington. Yeah. And um, they got a lot of hype, haven't they? They won on one of the awards on the day. They won well. two, both judge awards. But so that's they won not the far judges from ones. Here, really, like no, it's Leamington. not far. Leamington. A couple of train stops from Birmingham. Oddly enough, I was chatting to the owner the day after because mm. he was there in a few places, and he was saying that they started the other way. They had a restaurant, and then went into street food. Yeah, it's weird when it goes like that. Yeah, I think strange. that's more of a sign of the times, like how big street food is now. Yeah, yeah, even restaurants are like, this is an extra income. Why would you not? Look at Le Petit Bois, the way they've done it. Like, yeah, seafood, shack, it works yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, it's a good way of kind of diversifying. Yeah, <laughs> but Wing Fest will definitely be back next year and 100% I'd be going again. How many days is it in London? Just the two? I wonder if they'll... Like, I think it's still two. I think it's two everywhere. I think you'd struggle if you got to like three or four days, like, that'd be a bit much. Maybe not for London because there's a lot of people there, but like London's ridiculous. <laughs> London's so busy. Like, I know. I was there the other day. It's just crazy, bless. It is. But luckily, you don't have to go to London to try wings. You can just come to the festival every year. Go to the festival. Go to Greedies. Yeah, or just go to Greedy <laughs> Herbert Yard. I think that they're a permanent re- fixture at Herbert Yard. It could be a permanent fixture in my house. It'd be fine. <laughs> That'd be fine by me. Another big festival that we always look forward to coming around now, and I think it's about six weeks' time, so tickets are still available. It's the Independent Birmingham Festival. Yeah, they've got some tickets left. Um, it will sell out, it always does. Yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, you just read the list of who's going to be there. Just the first four places, I was like, well, that's enough for me. My only complaint is the lineup's too good. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to try everything. It's, it's one of them you'd impossible. have to go a couple of days yeah. to try all the food you'd want to try, because literally anybody who's Everybody who's anybody, yeah. Everybody who's anybody is at this independent festival. Even bar-wise, all the best bars are there, and yeah, wine freedom are there. I love wine freedom. <laughs> we lost leaving that there. Yeah, I just think about love wine. wine I haven't had wine for a couple of days. So if there was a script, it would have said pause, pause for effect. Yeah, pause for <laughs> That's effect. That's what you just did. <laughs> Give a whimsical look out the window. <laughs> I can't see my whimsical look. I don't know, I think sometimes you can hear a whimsical. <laughs> we just did then. Yeah. But nah, I mean, we love independent Birmingham anyway. Like what they do to promote um, independent businesses in Brum. They need all the help they can get, especially now with everything that's going on. I mean, I yeah, think yeah, a cost yeah. of living crisis for households, like commercial properties as a small independent, must be crazy. Like, crazy. Yeah, it's going to get really difficult for people, I think. Yeah, so sticking this, we might as well just call this a festival special because yeah, pretty much. today's episode is with, I mean, legends just overused, isn't it? But like, 
it's one of the main people behind one of the greatest things about Birmingham, in my opinion. Yeah, we talked to John, who's one of the uh, organisers of mostly, mostly jazz and the folk festival, and a few other festivals and days and events here and there, but that's the main thing. And that's what we, this main podcast is all about, mostly folk, most, mostly jazz, I keep calling it mostly folk, jazz, jazz. Well, I think that's nearly sold out as well now, the folk festival, so if you're after tickets for that, I'd be buying them soon. Yeah, amazing lineup. I mean, the Sunday for me, the choral... Um, Cooper Clark. Yeah, the Coral are good. Supergrass the Friday, that's what I'd want to go to. I can't go, unfortunately. Yeah, but just an awesome podcast, awesome festival. It's great, it's just a great day. You know what, even if you're not interested in any of the bands, it's just a good, good fun day out. Drinking you in a seem to book it before the bands are even announced. I do, I book that Friday no matter who's playing. Don't care. I could literally not know a person on the list and I'd still go the Friday. Yeah, I mean, we get into it all, and the food lineups always just. I mean, as a food festival, it's good. <laughs> yeah, just as that alone. Yeah. Food and drink is. I mean, the drink there, it's purity. And most of the stuff. Stunning place. Really good podcast. John's so busy. We were so lucky to get a good hour to sit down with him. Was nailing him down for an interview was. It yeah. took a couple of weeks to get sorted. He was literally on his laptop before the podcast, and then as soon as it was over, he was checking his emails again like he's flat out. Yeah, the amount of work, I think, until you speak to him, you don't realise just how much work goes into these events. Yeah, so hope you all enjoy this. We absolutely love making it, as we love making all the episodes. And don't forget to rate and review us. Uh, Spotify now does that as well, and iTunes. Help us spread the positive Birmingham is amazing message ladies and gentlemen John from Mostly Jazz and Mostly Folk John really good to have you on mate how's things uh, they're good yeah they're slowly edging towards normality after I'm sure everybody that's been on your podcast has you know had a, a crazy few years of yeah they're not particularly in this industry you know so I mean, it's flipped the other way now. It's got, it's probably, there's probably too much happening now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we haven't got no middle ground. Yeah, there's no middle ground. We're straight back into it. You know, everything's kind of uh, backlogged and rolled over and, you know, everyone in the industry is just like running frantically around trying to make sure we can make all these things happen. So it's it's interesting. But hopefully, next, you know, next couple of years, it's gonna we're going to find that middle ground again. I was going to say, I was just at Mostly Jazz Festival and it was one of the busiest years I think I've ever seen. It was a bit, I mean, yeah, it was pretty much, it was totally sold out. You know, we, we it was the first time we've just had to say no to guest lists. I mean, we had a, you know, a lot on the guest list, but it got to a point where it was like, look, we can't. Like, even, <laughs> I know your mate's dad's here and I'm really sorry, but we're like, you know, we're at capacity. Um, but it, it, yeah, I think everyone was really, because we got a lot of support for the jazz, to be fair, for mostly jazz. I think when, when it got cancelled in 2020, we thought that was it. You know, we thought the festival was over. Um, we didn't know about any government support. We didn't know about any you know, loans. We, we ended up running a crowdfunding campaign and the support we got was incredible. Um, and then, of course, we thought 2021 would happen. It was like, well, it's definitely not going to be two years. <laughs> uh, and we, it nearly did. You know, we got to, I think we got to February and it was that moment where they announced the roadmap. Yeah. And it just went crazy. And tickets all flew out and we were like, oh, amazing. You know, we're, you know, this is what we need. And then it started changing within a month and we, we started going, hmm. This thing's going to happen here. And they did, they changed the roadmap. They moved it back a month and we were a week on the wrong side. Ugh. Yeah. So we had just had to basically had to, we, we've had to move it to 2022 
we'll move it to September where the folk was and just hope prayed prayed to God it happened and we opted for that one and that was uh that was an experience. Yeah, I can imagine you were busy. <laughs> it was it was crazy, yeah. I mean it was you know rebooking the lineup in two weeks, uh dealing with refunds because obviously we moved the dates. Uh and you know a lot of people couldn't make the new dates, there was a lot of refunds. Uh and then all the COVID, you know, had people having to test to come in and stuff like that. Um so it was seriously full on. So this year to have, you know, to be stood in the park with, you know, no restrictions, watching it, you know, amazing sun as you were there. Yeah. Uh, oh, it was unreal. It was one of the best times I've ever had there. I think it's because it was so long since I could enjoy it fully. Yes. As you've been able to. Because I tend to go every year to the jazz festival. The folk ones, like, sporadically, if there's someone really I can want to see. But the jazz is just, that's, as soon as I find out the day it's on, I book it off work. Yeah, amazing. Just ready. Because <laughs> yeah. I know I'm going. <laughs> well, you see, I feel like we get a lot of people coming back that you know lived in Mosley, lived in Birmingham, that have moved out. And it's their yearly social, and they kind of come back and you know kind of reconnect. So again, particularly after COVID, I think that's really important. You know, just it felt like everybody, you know, there wasn't that many people moaning. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's the happiest stuff in it yeah. as well, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's... I wonder what percentage of people book for the bands and which percentage just book for the the atmosphere. Like it's it's yeah it's difficult, isn't it? I mean you know that, it's something we can never work out. I'd, I mean I'd love to know because I could probably spend less money on the bands <laughs> if we knew. <laughs> uh, but I give you my I go on the Friday no matter who's playing. Yeah. And then if someone I really want to see is on the Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. That's an extra ticket for me. That's interesting. And there we go. So you. you so Friday, I'm not even being funny. It's very rare I even make it to the last sort of band. So yeah. I get there like opening doors, hit the bar straight away. Yeah. Got my little jerry can ready, filling up. Yeah, man. So you're not in the pubs afterwards, Ed? I you don't can't do much after, to be honest. <laughs> I can't do much the next day and yeah. the day after. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is it. I mean, it's you know, I. It's a weird one, isn't it? Because it's for me, it's like the busiest moment of my year. Like it's you know, at points it's my phone, my phone, my radio, and someone in front of me will be. Switching for like ten hours, you know, constantly. But then I stop and see people in front. I just think oh, I just love to just come here once. <laughs> you know, <laughs> have to work. Just walk in. Exactly your plan. Walk in doors. Get your Jerry can of beer and see how long I'd last. Yeah, I'll probably I'll probably be with you. I probably wouldn't make it to headline on that first year. <laughs> no. You know, I did this year's specials. That yeah. must have been a good big coup to get them. It was, yeah. You know, it was a lot, a lot of money as well. But it was, um, it was one of those moments where we just we knew we had to come back to something special there we go there you go no pun intended <laughs> uh and with the locality you know them being you know commentary based band it was a no-brainer and we kind of did the maths on it. it was like well it's actually not that risky you know it's it was more than we've ever spent um but if they weren't you know i say it's the locality they're the midlands band and seeing that in mosey park Oh, it was, was special. Yeah. Really, literally again. again. <laughs> it's like, I keep doing this. The whole year, the whole year, we're trying to find other words. It's a special. It's, like, oh, it's so special. And I was like, wait. Uh, but it was. It was incredibly special, you know. And uh, yeah, who knows songs? It's just, it always makes me laugh because, uh, you know, you've got an Irish background. Um, the uh, Ghost Town. Yeah. The yeah. episode of Father the Ted. Father Ted. <laughs> it's just like, even though walking through the crowd and just, you know, feeling the buzz and, you know, I've got all these phones going, radios going in my head. I'm just thinking, please stand for the National Irish Anthem. <laughs> it's just really, you know, I was just had a little moment for myself. It really was one of those moments. It's just, that's like, the two things are joined now forever. Yeah. Well, it is, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If, if anyone's listening, obviously, Father Ted. Check out the uh, the uh, what what episode would that be? It's like the ca- 
is the, the win the car episode is it with the car episode there yeah, we go the, uh, raffle there, it's a raffle that's the one yeah, yeah, yeah. the raffle <laughs> so we're slowly diverging off into classic comedy you know, from I the could 90s. do a Father Ted podcast that'd be uh, <laughs> that'd be no effort for me yeah we can make that happen there's um, gotta be a Father Ted podcast yeah I'd be amazed if there wasn't I'm sure there is yeah I really I, I, yeah, I want to I wanna get a van just so I can drive to Ireland camp and just go and visit the Father Ted house that's like high on my list yeah I know someone that has yeah you can't go in it or anything well, that's you can, it, isn't you can it? go outside and you can see it, but that's about it. Yeah, I just want the photo outside, really. Yeah, that's that's all I want. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, I've, I've digressed as I'm sure <laughs> happened a few times. But um, yeah, to be in that field and specials was was on was incredible, and it's you know it makes it all it makes it all worthwhile. You know, it's a pretty crazy thing to experience from a book aside, seeing it actually materialise. Because before that, in reality, it's just a name on a spreadsheet, mm. and you're just you know you're working out what time they're loading in and what time the line check and sound checks are and what time the bus is arriving, has it got power and, you know, when's their gear turning up and if we got, you know, their rider and the drinks they want and and answering ticket emails and, you know, it's all go. It's not a real thing. Yeah. It's What know. would be on a specials rider? Um, They were pretty good, actually. Yeah. yeah so I mean, allowed I've, to say. Uh, <laughs> I mean, contractually, probably not, but I, mean, I, can, I can say that, you know, I can say they were, they weren't too lavish. It was respectful. Like I looked at it and went, okay, good, fair. Whereas some of you know some have looked at it and it's like they want uh, a massage backstage and <laughs> I know someone that I know someone that wants oysters and um, I won't say the name oysters and a, I think it was a Bentley or Rolls to drive around. I said her, so there's a clue. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Is that why you got Ben there to do the I know, seafood? You'd have had the exactly. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. Well, the food. You know, the food was a big thing. Um, well, this year, the food line it was on a par with any food festival I've been to. Well, this is it. This is what we wanted to do. I think we, you know, sometimes we can, we, we can be a bit slow in. Come on, let's make it. Like, we, oh, you know, this works. Oh, these are our friends, and it's it's really difficult. But the reality is, in Birmingham now, the street food scene is incredible. Well, the food scene is incredible. It's probably you know outside london it's probably the best scene um so we had to step it up and we had to kind of go look we need to you know bring in people like you know bonehead and original patty man and and people like that and chicana and you know who else got english indian it's just and it's just grown and this year as you said it was it was almost like you know we that was part of the advertising this year it was like you know um promoting the experience Mm. so you were saying earlier about like i wonder how many people come for the bands we're trying to shift that a little bit and be like well look if you come Trust us in the music. You're going to have a great time. But when you come, you know you're going to get good drinks and good food. And I think that's really important for a festival. Yeah. And just how varied it is. Well, because obviously you've got Le Petit Bon with their shack and they're doing bottles of Cremant with Paul's Voices. Yes. And then Bonehead, I'm not going to lie, I went straight to the Bonehead stage. Yeah, I think a lot of people did. There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we know it's important. You know, it's really important, you know, and it's kind of, you know, with people like Dig With Dining guys and what, what they've done in the last 10 years, if, you know, for the Bonehead food scene incredible really and i think they've set the bar and we've all got our, you know when it comes to food we've all got to you know try and try and reach that bar <laughs> yeah. so you know it's it's you know can't have someone in a little shack selling baked beans it's got to be like you know it's got to be the best of the best <laughs> and i think that year i think this year we achieved that so i'm looking forward to work on that again next year yeah, i think we've yeah. pretty much uh, decimated the shit burger van them the old shit burger van yes yeah yeah, yeah which is true <laughs> they're I mean, gone now you I can't mean, just do that anymore you can't you know even like you go down you go down the football and it's you know the, the burger vans that you know they're they're the thing of the past in a lot of places now. It's like they've moved onto street food, which is great. You know, it's it, it's the experience because you know, the burger vans outside football things outside football stadiums, you know, not that cheap 
anyway. No, they're not. No. So, so, so what you get is... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The profit margins are good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the old school burger man. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I go, I go down I go down Birmingham City. I'm there. Oh, there you go. We've got fat snags down there. Now. Yeah, exactly. So, it's you know, you can actually go down and get some food. So, the whole, is, you know, the food scene is, is being pushed out to every industry now. It's like, look, this is where we are. Mm. And I think that's Birmingham as a whole at the moment. I think we're... It took a long time to, you know, we'd, we'd all go down London, go up to Manchester, you go to Berlin, Lisbon, all these places. You think, oh, I just wish this could be, you know, this 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 is doable in Birmingham. And it's happened. Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's happened. And we're in the midst of the Commonwealth and everyone's looking at Birmingham. People are visiting here. It's quite funny, actually. I just heard a guy on the train um, say, because uh, he, he basically went to Redditch today and he's from Chicago. <laughs> And he was uh, <laughs> no, we shouldn't laugh at that, should we? We should laugh. No, but it doesn't sound but, but um, he, you know, he we went there for. He was talking about you know Jimmy Page, Robert Plant connection. He went out there, kind of a bit of a pilgrimage, and he was just like, man, what a day, what a day. And I was like, <laughs> oh, you think Redditch is good? So come and try, <laughs> yeah. come for a come, treat, yeah, for a treat here, yeah, mate. Come on. All I can think about is now they're really cool, like shopping malls they have in America with like roller coasters. And then all I can figure out is the Kingfisher. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I spent my I spent my childhood going there. It was pretty much every Sunday. Yeah, uh, yeah you know, getting my dad to buy me some, you know, a new CD, a new football top. So, but no, it's just really funny. But it just it, it it's it's a really good time what we experience at the moment because the eyes are on us and people are visiting. And I think it's probably the first time we're not because we are very kind of defeatist and not not these defeatist words like. Self-deprecating that's is the, the word. That's the, I've always got to be careful when I say that. I keep, keep saying the wrong word when I say that. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, way worse. Yeah, it's a very <laughs> way worse, but no, no one wants to come then. But, um, I think I, we're eternally pessimistic by nature as yeah, well. We have this just... We, we, it just comes naturally. It's going to be crap. Yeah, Everything Birmingham does, yeah. you just know it's going to be crap. And we're going to be okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, We'll plod along, and despite it being crap. We'll plod along. Yeah. But then the opening games, came, the opening ceremony, and you're sitting there thinking... This is bloody brilliant. Yeah, this, <laughs> yeah. this is amazing. Well, it's fantastic. And, you know, I, it, to be totally honest, in the build-up, I just wasn't that bothered about the Commonwealth Games. So it's great, and it's going to bring loads of people to city, and it's going to make, you know, loads of local businesses, you know, money after COVID, mm. you know, and introduce Birmingham to a larger audience. Great. But I didn't quite realise that, actually, it's probably what we needed because we've shifted a lot in 10 years, mm. and people have still got, you know, you just say from Birmingham, people are Birmingham. Oh, I've been through it. You know, it's like, well, great. You know, actually, it's really good. And anyone that comes, you know, always just says the people are amazing. It's now, well, actually, it's, the city is there now, I think. I it's coming I, I, together, it's isn't it? It's getting yeah. there. I don't know if it's there. I it's think a few bits still missing, I find, from the city. The middle ground restaurants are still missing, I think. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Food like wise, the bistro and, places, that but, sort of, we're behind there. But I think it's coming. But everything. Yeah. I, I, think, still, I still think we, and we, we laugh about it, but it does bug me a little bit that we do just accept that things are just a little bit crap. Yeah. And I don't think anywhere else does that. I think most places would call it out and say, well, why is this shit? Why mm. is it? Why have we got trams that are now broke? Yeah. And I, I understand they were made in a different country and technical issues happen, but why did you close Digbeth High Street and then put permit parking around the whole of Digbeth? So mm. you can't get here by car. Oh, there's no, look, there's there's no train there's, station. There's no, there's no um, tram. There's no doubt. Yeah, I mean, you know, Birmingham has been built. I feel like we sometimes just try and shoot ourselves in the foot just a little bit. Well, it always felt, it's always felt like there's no kind of town planner, like a bigger vision. Mm, so we yeah. just go, okay, well, we need this now. So where's that going to go? Rather than thinking, 
20-year plan. And yeah, so, Well, yeah, hopefully yeah. that's happening now. Hopefully, you know? yeah. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. I know it's very easy for me to sit here from the comfort of this chair and say, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing yeah, that? Yeah. And then do nothing about it. No, but you're paying your taxes. You're entitled to say, why aren't you doing this? Yeah, why I want more that? sometimes. I do want more. But, but naturally, it's going to happen. You know, it is... I, I, if you if I think about you growing up compared to now, oh god, you know it's 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 totally different, and we have got things that we you know we've all got somewhere that we go yeah that's wicked that's where I want to go, mm. um and I think we've like you know I think that exodus is coming from from London and other cities I think our population is going to grow up here and especially all, with the HS two yeah you can get to London in like an hour well, from Birmingham you know a lot of the business already started moving here so. Mm. Bones on this, you know, it's not there, but it's on this precipice. Pre- what's the precipice? The word? Yeah, 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 so yeah. Of really going up, and and I think just you know, people coming relocating to Birmingham, more money coming to Birmingham will just give us all hopefully you know more business, more because mm-hmm. it's it's a difficult market. So, you know, we see it with gig tickets, and we speak to agents, and a lot of the time, most agents say Birmingham's the hardest um, like major city to sell. By a long shot, you know, mm. London, Manchester, and then Leeds, Brighton, Cardiff, Newcastle, mm. you know, Liverpool, even Nottingham. These can be like really out sell on on the up and coming bands. You know, we're pretty good on the on the people that have you know, yeah, the, the, the legends that coming up that comes through in the big bands. But yeah, I get it. it's the middle grands they sort of mix. I go to a lot of gigs, yeah, and I do find myself going to Nottingham and Manchester to go and see bands, mm. and I'm like. How many fucking venues have we got in Birmingham where you could have played? Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. There's ridiculously good venues. Mm-hmm. The bigger ones, some of them, I, I'm not going to lie, I don't really like the bigger sort of venues. We've yeah, got I understand. I don't think they're that great. But for smaller, mid-sized venues, I think we're perfect. Yeah, we've got that nailed. Especially small gig venues. There's Agreed. some places that are brilliant. Well, this is it. So I think you know. So at the moment, we've got that reputation of it's a hard sell. Why you know? Why is it a hard sell? Maybe we're not you know the most affluent city. But as people you know, as people relocate here, bring that you know money. They start wanting to go to things. There's more people to go to gigs. You know, maybe that creates more venues. You know, as you said, I think that kind of middle venue. Like you go to Manchester, and you've got things like Deaf Institute and Gorilla, and they're kind of like you know a, a kind of independent bar, but a really good venue, rather than a homogenised. You know, I won't say I won't name yeah, a shame the venue, but you know, yeah, know a homogenised venue that. that you can get in every city where the sounds crap and the beer's crap. You know, and I think that's coming. You know, that's coming in the next five years. So I hope so. Mm. It's, and I just think it all starts feeding off each other. I think we're starting to, you know, we're starting to bounce now. Mm. It's exciting. It is. So this is a massive markup from, I mean, let's go back how great the festival is, how great Burning is now. Yeah. This wasn't the case when you first started. It was, to, I mean, so I started, I took, so I joined 11 years ago. So mostly folk was four, four or five years old. Um, do you know how it was started? Or? I do, yeah. So the director, Carl, came up the idea he was he had a marquee company and he just really he just heavily got into folk music he always liked like neil young and stuff like that but he, he hit like a crest of a wave there's this new folk scene that was just happening and he kind of chewed into it early and you know he'd been to mosey park and i think they used to have a festival there called um the screaming youth and it just stopped it wasn't going anymore because i think just financially they couldn't make it work so there's an opportunity there so he spoke to the park and um I went to get some flyers printed and, and the other guy, Jerv, who's the other director, he was like, oh, what are you doing? So I can make a festival. So I said, oh, I'd love to do that. He goes, well, let's do it together, share the risk. And they just did it. And, you know, they put it on 2006. And from what I've seen, it was a little caravan with, uh, you know, the side cut off. <laughs> and uh, they, you know, they kind of just slowly started building it from there. And then I came in at 2011 with, I guess, processes. Because I, I used to run a medical company at this time. 
which is really weird. But um, <laughs> I was, I could see like little things that they weren't doing or they weren't keeping track of, and just started doing that. And together, the three of us have just really expanded. And they started the jazz, and just yeah, it's just grown and grown and grown for the last yeah eleven years. A long time, that is crazy. So the, your first one, how different was that to the last one that just came up? Uh, it was very different. Yeah, yeah, we had um, so for the jazz, we had on Saturday night we had Matthew Herbert Orchestra. Now he's an experimental kind of musician. He DJs, he has orchestras, he you know he produces, and he does really interesting projects. Like one of his one of his um, one of his projects was the the life the life uh, yeah life cycle of a pig. So on stage, <laughs> he went from piglet to like you know basically food. Yeah, and he had he wrote musical around that, and it probably shocked a lot of people. And, and a lot of people went, "Well, look, you know that's how it is, and you know we all eat meat, whatever." Um, so he does really crazy stuff, but he did this orchestra and it was the first time my experience of riders, you know, we talked about earlier about riders. Yeah. And it said he needed uh, 20 copies of today's The Sun, the newspaper, and I think it was like 20 or 30 dead batteries. Right. And where do you, where do you get like dead batteries from? So I was there and it was my first year, you know, I've never, <laughs> I've never kind of done this thing before. And, um, I just think, I don't know where to get dead batteries from. So I just went to Tesco's, you know, the, the used battery bin. Yeah. And, just and I was just kind of like picking them out there slowly, one by one. Security came around and was like, excuse me, what are you doing? So I was just taking some of the batteries. And he goes, well, they're ours. So they're dead. It's like, yeah, you need to get out, please. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I had no idea what to do. So I was like, how are we going to get dead batteries? But, um, but anyway, I, I can't remember what he used the batteries for, but there's a newspaper, he used it as a percussion. And he just ripped it up on stage down a mic. Oh, right. I um, thought you were going to say you were short on bug roll that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it was turned into mush and thrown away. But it was, it was really nice because it was like... Pfft, yeah, it kind of worked. <laughs> so, yeah, going from that and the crowds, you know, it's probably five times what it is, you know, what it is now compared to, to then. And it's just a whole different thing. Everything's changed, you know, the way we the way we do the ticketing, the way we sell stuff, you know, changing the systems there. The, the the PA company, you know, the staging, the dressing, the marketing. It's just a whole different beast. Because the park's perfect for it as well because it all slants. It is. So wherever you stand, you've got, it's like, um what's the place in London? Is it the Astoria where you get the whole yeah. stage slants yeah, yeah. all the way down yeah, to the yeah, front yeah. and it's absolutely perfect. Yeah, it, it, it is perfect. I mean, we, um you know, we did look at kind of, was, was there other options? Because we get to big size and we think, well, can we make this, you know, double the capacity and we start looking at options with that but i think that's it's i think you're right that's its charm mm. i think it probably sells on that as well and, and you the, can sit down and usually see the stage but exactly and it's just, if you've got kids as well you know it's amazing because you can you, you've got a natural barrier i mean and they do let the kids run wild it's like which is amazing with the parents but it's sometimes like <laughs> you know, yeah. whose child's this you know that kind of thing happens quite a bit but you know we, the kid off the stage man. yeah <laughs> that's the one we always, always reunite them but uh it's, but it's nice, you know, for parents just to kind of let go and know their kids safe, which is, you know, it's quite difficult these days, I guess, at kind of big gigs and venues. It's... Well, that's why I've never seen any aggro there. No, no, no. Can't even, can't picture anything. No. Even slightly threatening. No. That I've never seen there. No, there was a snake once. <laughs> was, it's not aggro, but it might be. It might be. I don't know if it was aggressive. It might have been, but. Was it a native uh, or it escaped or something? It, it, it had escaped. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah. So that was a funny one. The radio came through and because uh, who'd you call? I know. <laughs> Production. There's a snake. Thought, police. Well, uh, yeah, you know? yeah, the police. Oh, there's a snake. Yeah. Straight out of the handcuffs. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, but yeah, no, we had to. Luckily, there was a reptile um, shop over the road in Mosley oh, at the yeah, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Years yeah, ago, that, yeah. and they came over and took it. But uh, there's always some weird thing like that happening. 
You know, there's also got a strange <laughs> little thing where you're like, okay, we're all sorted, things are going well. Oh, there's a snake. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. Or, I'm sure one year someone tried to swim across, the, walk across the lake in the water. That was before my time. But fair play for that. Yeah, Jesus. The male may or not being drugs involved. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, what is it? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> they, were, they were sent out anyway. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever foresee a time when maybe you outgrow the park? Um, no, well, it, I mean, it's obviously always a conversation because, you know, we're ambitious with what we do, but I think it's a blessing in disguise that it's the size it is because, you you know, you've seen festivals. I mean, look like Bestival, for example. It was huge. It was doing 40,000 people and they're just having to compete and just having to spend more money every year. And, you know, we find ourselves doing that, you know, spending more money every year. And, but we're kind of at a level now. We're like, okay, well, this is what we can spend and this is what we can sell. And we're happy with that. And I think it's just a blessing. I think we you know this works. You know, this is good. And the park's amazing and everyone can chill and sit down. And it's, and it's a great vibe. Like when the sun's going down on that lake. I mean, I yeah, the, it's brilliant. Yeah, I met the whalers playing on Sunday when the sun was just really kind of starting to settle. And it was just like, wow. You know, so, and we're not going to get that in a, a square bit of grass. You know what I mean? Like a, just a standard park. Mm. So I don't know. I don't, I don't think we... I, I, from a, a customer point of view, I think it's absolutely perfect, the place. Yeah. Even just for normal, as I said, we were talking before this about the Ocean Coliseum gig that yep. was super famous where they did nights there. Yes. And that was just, just as, because usually by the time that stuff comes on at the night stuff, I'm usually quite gone anyway. I've seen there, I've been on the beers all day, it's great. But that was more turn up and it was just like a more like a gig. Yeah, exactly. And just as a venue, you don't appreciate till you see a big band on there, just how good of a venue it actually yeah. is. Which with, really, with the views and the... Just, it's really intimate as well. Yeah. That's the big thing because you, you literally, you can't get a bigger stage in there because, you know, if any, if people listen that haven't been, it's between an alleyway between Dixon's and what used to be Pizza Express, which is really <laughs> odd for a festival. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a four meter wide alley or whatever. And we can only get, we can't get an Arctic down there, so we can't get a massive stage. So what we've got is what we've got. And it's, it's small, but it makes the gig. You know, so we have, we have to book bands, and you know, specials, for example. I was like, you know, we can get the money you want. We can get everything else. Just need to let you know this is the size of the stage, and he's like, "Oh, okay, that's very small." I was like, "It is, but we've put you know huge bands on there, much bigger bands in terms of you know production and numbers yeah. than specials." At, but they will go away as one of their favorite gigs because it's, you know you, you can see the crowd and you can just see you know as you say it's, it's the sloping amphitheater effect and you can just see the whole audience when you're on stage. It's pretty mm. amazing from the other side. Yeah, I can't. I can imagine. <laughs> I'd like I, to see that. I was gonna say well, when, when when we had Burt Backrack play, he was. Um, you know, we've got a really cool video of him going, you know, if, you, if you'd if you sent me photos of this, I couldn't, I would, it would never compare to what I'm looking at now. And he was like, this one, afterwards, he was like, this is one of my favourite places I've played because he could just sit there and just see the sea of people rising up mm. and everyone's singing and arms going. And it's, yeah, it's, and you know, and you're not on a massive stage 20 feet away from the crowd, you know, and high up. You, you're there, you know, you can you can literally have a conversation with someone. I mean, we're not far away from each other now to what I could be on stage and you'd be in the front row. And I think that's pretty unheard of for, you know, shows that size. Yeah, there's plenty of interaction. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, there is, yeah. Which is great, especially with brewery's yeah, yeah. again. You know, there's always a che- you know, there's always like cheeky brewery shout or something. And, uh, yeah. I think the artists really enjoy it, yeah. Mosley's like, it's changed a lot in like 10 years, 11 years. Yes. But it's still cool. But do you think it would have worked anywhere else? Because it's so successful um, now. Do you think it would have got to where it is now without Mosley? That's an interesting question. No, I think it was a time and place. I think if we started, if we done the festival now and we tried to go and do it Mosley Park at the size it is, I don't think it would work because mm. I don't think you, you know, you wouldn't, wouldn't have built a reputation. I think the residents wouldn't know if it's hit them. 
you know, in terms of something like that just turning up. I think because it's naturally grown, it's become part of the community. It, um, it it works, but I think you are right. I do think it was a time and place. I mean, mm-hmm. Mosey was it was all the places that you might go to now, like you know, these Sturches and Kingsheath. It was it, that was it was it, wasn't it? Yeah, that was Mosey. I know it's changed, but then there's still kind of hope. I mean, like Costa's pulled out now. Yeah, Pizza Express has gone again. Yeah. So there is space for more independence to come back again, and there's still a load of good independence there mm-hmm. and. That's on the landlords to allow that, though, isn't it? And yeah. not charge extortionate rates. Well, I suppose the house prices as well. You think probably 11 years ago, like, Mosey was quite affordable. But yeah. Maybe just, but now it's, like, serious total living Mosey, isn't it? Well, it is, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, there is also a thing that, you know, we're, we're all getting old. I don't know how old you two are, but, you know, we're, we're getting older now. So it's like the, you know, I have, I always try to be wary of the, you know, the glory, oh yeah, they are the best days, you know, because I bet, <laughs> oh, the glory days, you should have been their kids, you know, <laughs> yeah. because I think, you know, those kids are probably, you know, they could, they, they could come up with some cool stuff and plan and, re, you know, revitalize and sometimes it just takes, yeah. you know, generation or whatever just to kind of go, because, you know, landscapes change, don't they? So it's like, actually cool, man. So she's very nice. cool. She moved down very young great, as well. Yeah. Like. And 10 years ago, exactly, you know, no one saw yeah. that coming. Definitely not. So, so if I did, I'd have bought a load of property. Well, right, yeah, wouldn't we all? I know, <laughs> wouldn't we all? Yeah, it's um, but you know, yeah. So it's interesting. I think it's you know, then Sturge is going to move even further south. And as I say, the more people come to Birmingham and these little city centres or town centres, yeah, yeah, yeah they're gonna. Yeah, I live, I live in Northfield, so I'm proper right on Northfield. <laughs> right so there. I've always lived there. Like, come on, it's happening. It's coming down it's there happening. slowly. Yeah, we we'll, we'll dig, but you know, dig for and put Herbert Shard in. Uh, it's Longbridge. Oh, so it's sort of catching you in the middle then. Yeah, yeah, it's coming, man. It's happening. But you know, if we could, if we have all these suburbs that are really ticking, mm. you know, then I think, I think, I think what happened with Mosley as well. I think it probably, it, it probably just the seams probably burst under the pressure of like everyone going there. Yeah, yeah. you know, it was the place. To it go, was the it? place, and I think it was for ages. It, was well. for it ages. wasn't just like a small t- no. period of time for ages. It was the place to yeah. go. And I think you know, I think once something becomes popular, then. For, you know, for really nice reasons, then that's when the bad stuff can start kind of coming in and happening. Mm. That's now, I think that's now gone again. And maybe yeah. the buzz about it's dropped, which that's what I'm saying about the young generation. That's where they can kind of kick in and be like, okay, they might go, oh, well, search is good. Why is, why is why, why should we do Sukum Mosley? As if, like, you know, they missed those kind of like yeah. 15 years of Mosley being <laughs> like amazing. Um, I, I think people in the UK have that thing as well. Like, and I, I'm probably guilty of it a little bit as well. You know, it, you love it while it's just before cool yeah of and course while it's cool but then as soon as it gets too cool you're like now nah, fuck that place yeah 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 <laughs> i know it's true yeah it's, it's a, yeah it's the same with bands isn't it yeah especially like, bands know, definitely first two kings leon albums incredible and it's like as soon as i go to stadium we're like yeah. yeah i'm still now like the problem now but i don't even know what album on eight no it still annoys me as soon as he became coherent and he's singing that's when i lost interest yeah. in them but it's <laughs> as funny as that... you can understand what he was saying i was like right that's it i'm off now but again it's like this <laughs> it's, it's like our oh, kids you should have been there for when album one came out it was yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. you know it was uh incredible days but yeah it is interesting that that kind of coolness but luckily the festivals have you know outlasted that and i think what's really interesting now is we're seeing like the kids that used to, like you know there's, there's people that i know that are just purely know for the festivals that i've seen grow up mm. like people that i've saw like bring their babies and they're now like 10 mm. or you know they, they were like five even pre-covid they've come and they've shut up and i'm like oh my god these are like you know and now they're there's a group of like you know 18 to 20 and they're now coming and it's funny seeing the photos you see the, the photographers and you kind of say oh yeah there's a little group of kids there and they're kind of like they're the next generation so it's, we've got this really nice thing that it's a family event everyone brings a family but actually the kids are growing older 
and coming themselves. So, you know, why couldn't this last for like decades? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Well, it's just festivals are so popular as well now. We, yeah. I mean, we've been going to festivals for a long time, haven't we? I remember we went to the, the first Reading we went to. It didn't sell out. Yeah, well, that well, it wasn't even a sellout. Yeah, so, yeah. There wasn't even half that amount of festivals. We've so. done that exact thing with Reading. As soon as it got too cool, we yeah, like, had to try Redding. to get tickets. You're like, oh, fuck's sake, is it even worth it? <laughs> yeah, I know. But this is it. Yeah, but it's true. You know, the year Glassbury didn't sell out that one year when Jay Z headlined and yeah. nearly bankrupted them. And now it's like, what? It's gone in like 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, so, I've been a few times and we've been so. You got, it's one of them, you're just lucky yeah. to get a ticket a lot yeah, of the time. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But yeah, the fest, yeah, you know, we're kind of like a, we're like an introduction. It's like it's funny. We get people that are like fifty that have never been to a festival, and you know they're like, "So I'm bringing my mom. She's you know she's really worried about it. You know it's the first festival, and then you know sitting there, they're like, oh my god, I'm coming every year. You know it's like <laughs> because it's that easy. Because you know if you if you if you're like, right, I'm tired now. It's okay. Well, it's a it's a thirty second walk to the door, and you can get a taxi. And if you're from Birmingham, you'd be home in ten twenty yeah, minutes. Yeah, not I mean, bad. Eh? In your own bed that night. Yeah, it's great. Exactly, well, exactly. It's a winner. So um, that's how I'd love to go to it. <laughs> yeah, you know, okay. yeah. yeah, rather than wandering around the park at twelve o'clock at night, going right, okay, come on. So you got the jazz and the folk. Is there a temptation to change one of them into something else, or a temptation to do a third one and make yeah. like a pop or a rock one? Yeah, there or... is. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the you know. We, so we started doing. We started doing. <laughs> we started. Yeah, just... That noise was the chair, by the way, wasn't it? <laughs> um, the uh... yeah, we tried to do Luna Festival, which is in, was in Warwick Shaz, our third one. And that was incredible. You know, we had some amazing bands play that. And that was camping as well. Mm. So that was like, you know, really full on. But I just think we just we just competing for ourselves because no matter what we did as a team, we were still, we still had the same marketing principles and groups. And, you know, we essentially had three festivals in two months, which just people could not afford. I mean, some people did. And they were so good as well. So the temptation is always there. And we're always thinking of ideas always and we're always in discussions and it, it, at the moment it's just trying to go look let's just let's just do the two the best we can let's just enjoy that yeah you know but it's just it, it's hard because you, you know well is that sort of the name of it's mostly jazz was that so you can work in the odd band like the specialists oh they're not a yeah, jazz yeah band, totally so is it so you can throw in a couple of bands here and there yeah and it's yeah and you know it, we never we never intended to move it but if we try to move mosley folk out of mosley yeah you know it doesn't work, <laughs> does it? Raw. Yeah, raw. so now mostly jazz. So, well, okay, you know, we could go and do mostly jazz as well, like on a different weekend in London or Manchester or Newcastle, whatever. So, that's got a bigger brand, and maybe that's something we look at, you know, just doing like, you know, 500 ones and just 500 cat ones, just see how that works, um, which excites me. But the notion of just try, keep trying to do another one in Birmingham, I just think it's, you know, we've got our two, we've got our two that work, we've got our audience, we've got our niche, mm-hmm. as you know, many other businesses got their own little niches, and it works. So yeah, we got to try and it's really hard because you've got to kind of set your hands and go, <laughs> don't do it, especially in the especially in winter when you've done the festivals and you've had two weeks, you know, recovery, and you're like, right then, let's go again. And yeah. someone goes, oh, I've been thinking about this, and you go, brilliant, let's do it, and then you re- then you forget and you come round to March, you go, oh, we've got to deliver all three now, and we're swamped and tired, <laughs> and we spend loads of time at this new event because it's not selling, maybe when we should just be working on the jazz and the Once you add. So it's crazy, but I, I suppose you've got that wiggle room and you probably have with the council to get the permits to just like what you do devotion is just throw a one-off gig every now and then yeah that's what we'd like to do i think that's the one and again you know walking not running not trying to just because we did the thing called beyond the tracks as well in, in the city center which had ocean color scene play mm. had like ocean color scene the coral maximo park jaws carl Brat from libertines 
And that's just all on one day. Yeah, it did mind. really well, but then one of the days didn't sell that well, and it just and, and then they the council had to take the land for HS2, and we thought we had it maybe three years, and we just had it for that one, so we didn't even have a chance to kind of build it. Mm. But I think yeah, just you know walk, you know if we can get another even just another night in Mosey Park and say do do Ocean Colour scene or something like that, that's amazing. Let's you know, let's do that. Let's be happy with that kind of thing. Yeah, be all over it. Yeah. <laughs> I know diplomatically, you know, meant to say, but do you have a favourite? Favourite festival? No favourite artist from over That's the years. Played. Yeah. Um, that is a tough one. I'm trying to think of because we've had some, you know, I mean, Public Enemy were fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a we was we was kind of really stuck because you know I think it was Sugar Hill Gang I think pulled out a month before and we were like oh great you know that's we've got we need a hip hop band mm-hmm. and we didn't think we could afford Public Enemy but we managed to put it together and do it and when we announced that it just sold and. Uh, yeah, they're really funny because they had the next day they had the, a free day, so they stayed in Birmingham and uh, they came. That's oh, can we, you know, we loved it. Can we come back and hang out there? I'm so yeah, we'll sort your dress room out, we'll sort your food, just come down, hang out. And a lot of the bands that played, they use the samples for their records, so the records are all made up a lot of Royers and you know, Jacker Khan or, or whatever. Mm. And Royers was playing that night and they were so excited, they all sat in the pit. And whilst Royers was playing, Flavor Flavor just jumped on stage, grabbed the mic, started rapping. And Royers was like, "What is going on?" And it was just a man. They just they were just cool, man. You know, they um they went out afterwards into Mosley, and we had the old dance centre as the after party. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And Flavor Flavor was just stood at the queue getting a drink, and we was just like, "Oh, Flavor, do you want to? You know, your, your crew's kind of backstage, got loads of beers." And he's like, "No, I'm with my people. I'm cool. I'm with my people." And we're like, "Okay, cool. This is really strange." Um. And obviously, I work next, you know, I'm working full on over the weekend. So I was like, look, I'm, I need to go. I'm just, everyone's happy. They're fine. You know, they, they there's, I think was, they had a driver with them that was kind of looking after them. They're taking back to the hotel when they want to. And I woke up in the morning, I went on Facebook, and it was like, can't believe just seeing Flavor Flav in Flake's chip shop. Can't <laughs> see just seeing Flavor Flav. And you can see the migration of Flavor Flav through Mosley just from the timeline. Um, so they, they were really cool. Um, but Backrack was like, you know, legend, lovely, because Krang had been pulled out on the day because what well, the drum went to hospital, which was gutting. And we just rang Burt Backrack's manager up and said, well, you know, we've got to fill, we've got to try and fill a slot. Would Burt want to do more? And she's like, yeah. I was like, would well, you want to ask? He's like, no, what do you need? I was like, well, could you do 40 minutes more? Like, yeah, no problem. So we're done. Well, he easily can do as well with that. He can do, like... but he's 92. Jeez. So do you know what I mean? Oh, he's, he's 90, put on 4.05 now, but he was 92 at the time. And you just think, I felt I was ringing him. I was like, "God, I'm asking a 92 year old bloke to do another 40 minutes." Like, and she's like, "No, love to." And he turn up. It was amazing. It's really good. Um, George Clinton, lot were a lot of fun. Parliament Funkadelic, that was funny. Uh, Shaka Khan, turning up was pretty crazy. Yeah, man. Um, trying to think who else. I mean, the folk is a look. Johnny Marr was good mm. for the folks. I love the Smiths, and he's he's probably the only one that I've actually gone right. I I need I I'm not leaving the park because I've spoken to Johnny Marr. I'm not yeah. saying hello. So I just kind of popped my head into the dressing room and he came out and he spoke for like 20 minutes, half an hour. Knew nothing, you know, just spoke about new bands. He was a dude, man. If you were going to meet one of the Smiths, it would definitely be Johnny Ma you'd want oh, to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. I'd quite like to sit down with Morrissey. How long for, though? Like, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that, yeah, exactly. Well, did... It'd be the most exhausting <laughs> it'd, it'd, either be, it'd, either be, it'd either be a whole evening drinking and chatting or like five minutes and be like, no, get me out of here, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah, fuck this. I'm yeah, not... <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, I'd, you know, yeah, I'd be interested, wouldn't it? But um, yeah, it, we've had some great musicians, man. Just... How does it work? Do you like make a list do you sit down as a three or mm-hmm. a four with Amy and, and say oh, these are the bands we could look yeah. at well we do we, like, there, have you ever been laughed at it's like 
Oh it, yeah, we, yeah. Have you wrote down a band? Everyone's laughed, and then you've managed to get them. Like, <laughs> um, we've definitely got bands that we should, you know, we, we're such a small festival that we mm. probably shouldn't have got. Mm-hmm. And and then obviously you've got to deal for the production where they used to massive stages. Like no no, this, as I said, you got this little stage and oh, can we park our bus by backstage? You're like mm, no, you got to park on the side of the road and enter through a little gate and walk through a woods. <laughs> uh, you know, it's yeah. but you kind of deal with that. You go book the van first, get him inside it, and they're like, okay, we'll talk about it. It must be and so then, mad though, because you you're not trying to sell it because a band could be like yeah, fuck it, I'm up for anything, but you got to say it to the manager, haven't you? Yeah. And the agent <laughs> and the agent's probably the agent. sensible. Yeah, like, well, well, it's their job to filter out any issues. Yeah, you know, before it gets that far. But every band that comes just walks away going this because otherwise they're just probably driving a lorry, parking a car park, mm. just see the back of a massive stage all day. Go on stage, play to a big crowd. All right, fair enough. You know, playing to a big crowds amazing. Mm-hmm. Come back off, sit in a tour bus in a car park with us. It's like they sit by the lake. You know, everything's in a short radius. It's got mm. really nice street food. And, you know, it's just chilled. And they just sit and chat to people. And I think that's a real, real big difference. But in terms of picking the bands, it's like now, like if I said, okay, well, who'd, you, who, who'd be your free headliners? Who do you want to see mostly jazz? <laughs> but who would you go, like, who would you, who'd you think? Who'd you... you know, I'd have back from last year, Comet is Coming. Yeah. That was one of the best. I'd, we'll talk about some of the best things I've seen there. Yeah. I already liked them, but I didn't really... Like really like them, and then they came on, and I was like, "What the fuck is it? This yeah, is unbelievable!" Yeah, yeah. and that was one of the best things I've seen there. Oh, they're, inc- they're incredible. That was crazy good. But it's just doing. You know, it's literally just doing. You know, I, I kind of it's it's my favourite bit. I just I've got my list, and I kind of put them into spreadsheets. Kind of I know roughly what bands are worth, and start the conversations. And someone's like, "Oh yeah, they've got a new album out. Actually, they're on the road next summer." And a lot of time it's like, "Well, oh, yeah, they're over in August, so it won't work." And you're like, okay, out. They're not touring. Out. You know, they want this much money. Out. And you go through that list quite quickly. Yeah, I can know. imagine. But How does it work more for the lower down the list? Is that harder to fill than the higher up um, part? I mean, I really like the I, I, I like the bands that I listen to. I probably don't listen to on a daily basis. Loads of big bands I tend to listen to a lot of new bands. I mean, we book a lot of local stuff, and there's an apply thing for that. I mean, you can't you know I listen to every band pretty much. I can't respond to everyone because it's just a lot. You know, be a lot. Of, I can do it. But, yeah. um, but you know that's really interesting. Or you get like an agent would go, look, I've just signed this band. The album's coming out next year. Here's a preview link to it. They've got this person, well, this person, and it's you know it's mega. And you listen to it, and it's like, oh yeah, that is really good. So you can kind of get like a like a sneak preview of what's hopefully going to land as like a big the next big band kind of thing. So I mean, the, the big ones, the ticket sellers are the top bands, you know, the the headliners, and that's tough because you know sometimes we get to like February, March, we still haven't got a headline, and we're like, okay, we're really you know we something needs to happen like now yeah um so that can be stressful whereas you know you can then with the smaller bands you can kind of just cherry pick and you know there's a huge list of bands i love to book that are, that are smaller so um yeah it's it, it's great fun i love it it's nice when the festival's finished in september and let's have a few days off and then i go right then 2023 the next yeah, one yeah well i mean already have you know i've already started i was gonna say yeah, you must have already started yeah. for next year yeah no, i've got a few offers is it that. easier the longer well the more you do with the size of the festival since you've done it before is it more just a case well we've got to book some food and we've got to book some bands is the rest of it sort of well that's the same as last year um, there's always things changing and we always want to improve things and there's always something you know, there's, there's more stages now isn't there you've yeah. got the whole other part of the park exactly. doing stuff now which... and we always want to tweak you know make it better and there's always there's always something but the, the you know, my immediate thing is obviously focus on focus on mostly folk now it's happening in september but 
yeah, I'm already looking at next year. I'm already having conversations with bands and agents. And it gets easier with the bands because you get rep um, rep well, your reputation, but your relationship with agents as well. So, you know, you can just... Um, I could send an email out to an agent that's got 20, 30 bands and be like, right, you know who we are. Here's our dates. Here's the ones I'm interested in. Who you got? Who's got albums coming out? And they'll just respond, go, do, 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 do. Like, okay, cool. Put them in a spreadsheet. You know, there's five bands. Do that again. You just pull a long list together and you start trying to pull a lineup together. Mm. It's... You got super grass this year at the Photo Festival, haven't you? Yeah. I think the last time I went to the Photo Festival, Gaz Coombs was actually playing. It was, yeah. Well, the, yeah, That's I mean, the last time I went, he was playing. Well, so if I go again, that'd be, I'd just see him again. Well, he's, yeah, well, his, tour, his tour manager was like, is it, still, is it still the same with no vehicles on site? I was like, yeah. I was like, you've got a tour bus, haven't you? I was like, yeah. I was like, you haven't got an Arctic lorry, have you? I was like, yeah. Okay, great. So, uh, but yeah, was, I mean, right, you know, it's not very folky, is it? We know that. Um, Friday's always been like a bit more indie at the folk festival. Um, we just like to break out from it a little bit. Yeah, it's just always worked. The first year because we put Ocean Colour Scene on in his 2013 at Mosey Folk on the mm. Friday, and it just it was amazing. So we were like, well, let's not limit ourselves. You know, we'll we'll have folk roots Americana, um, but if we want to put an indie band on, let's not worry about that. You know, and it fits. You know, I think Mosley just people of Mosey Supergrass is a great band from. But I, I don't understand how anyone wouldn't want to see Supergrass. Well, exactly. I've seen them a couple of times and they're fantastic. Yeah, they're just so fun. Yeah, you know, in that as we said, in that setting where the stage is so low and you can kind of interact and see them from anywhere outside. Hopefully, in the you know, touch wood. Hopefully, in the <laughs> in the dry. Hopefully, yeah, in the dry in the sun. We yeah. usually get pretty good weather. It's very rare I've been and I've got wet. It has well, yeah. happened, but it hasn't happened very often. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Why would you jinx that? Man? I know. It's, I was just about to say. <laughs> As I say, I always try not to talk too much about the weather. Like, oh, it's always sort of... Um, no, I try not to... But yeah, we are, we have been quite lucky. But yeah, sometimes it does rain. So that's okay. Back to that's the guests. There's one thing I just wanted to ask. If you could have anyone, dream guest, live or dead, performing, who would it be? I presume you'd want someone alive. No, but you know, no, I'm talking, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a very, it's a very, yeah. very respectful audience like, for this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, hmm. That's a good one. I mean, you know, I, I was massive Bob Dylan fan, obviously. You know, for a folk festival, amazing. Crosby, Stills, Nash Young uh, would be amazing. It's a guy called Warren Zevon who would would love to book. Uh, Bill Withers for jazz probably would be up there. And then you got things like yeah, you know, imagine imagine the Supremes playing and stuff like that. Um, who would like to? I'm trying to think who would like to book. I mean, mostly jazz. Friday night, NWA. Yes. yes, that'd be the one, wouldn't it? Oh my god, you know, yeah. I think I think, <laughs> I think, awesome. I think most of Mosley would, not they? <laughs> but uh, and then Ice Cube in flakes after. Ice Cube, oh, yeah. yeah, that's the one. Yeah, you know, who so knows? Maybe get Ice Cube. You know, you never know. Yeah, that'd be fun. But uh, yeah, I think yeah. I mean, it's endless, isn't it? You know, if you mm. if you go for all the legends, like yeah, shoehorn the Beatles in somehow somewhere. Yeah, exactly. And all that stuff, you know. Um, Jimi Hendrix, Joni Mitchell, because Joni mm. Mitchell played at. Um, Newport Folk the other day. But for the first time, I mean, she's in the 70s since she had a brain aneurysm five years ago, seven years ago. And it was emotional, mm. absolutely emotional. And so having someone like Joni Mitchell play at the Folk would be, would, you know, that's in my head at the moment because that's just happened. Mm. So that'd be really cool. That could happen. Well, anything can happen, you know. <laughs> yeah. I like, I'm very I'm a very optimistic man. So, yeah. And I like your optimism. It's good. So, yeah, back to this year's Mosley Folk. Yes. This podcast we're going out like not shortly before it, you know. Okay. Who else is headlining? So as so we've got the so the Fridays, you know, we've got Supergrass. Um, they're supported by Kurt Vole, 
who I absolutely love. It, there's, you know, there's a real, with folk festivals, they can be quite, you know, I'm happy to say it, they can be quite samey. Whereas we've got two bands, Kurt Vile and Midlake playing a Sunday, which are just like uber cool, Americana, guitar led. You know, and they've definitely got folk origins, maybe American folk, but they've definitely got folk origins and they've played with some of the, you know, biggest Americana artists out there. But I think they're really important. So we've got um, uh, Kurt Vile on Friday and um, The Weather Station, who was like Mojo's number one album last year. Bess Atwell, who's one of the best up and coming artists at the moment. Uh, Simon Armitage, the poet laureate, he's got a band called, they spell L-Y-R, which I imagine is Liar or Liar, but I, I'll ask him when I see him. Uh, but they're the headline in the second stage, and that's him reciting poetry over really like cinematic music, which I think is just going to be mega before Supergrass. Um, and then Saturday, C6 Steve, yeah. um, who just played, and you know, sound like he ripped apart Cambridge Folk Festival, which is really cool. Um, he'll be playing with like, Longest Johns, who had the, the big sea shanty thing go over lockdown. <laughs> which I'm not going to sing for you. <laughs> um, and then on Sunday, we've got a combination. We've got the Coral, who they've played before. And, you know, they've just, funny enough, they've just, just celebrated 20 years since they released their first album. Yeah, I didn't realise that. So the other day oh. on the radio, I was like, that can't be 20 years. Oh, it's scary. Old I was that. like, fucking hell. Yeah, I know. Well, this is it. It's like, well, I'm glad they're still playing, but it means what's happened. I know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. when you were old when it came yeah, out yeah, like yeah. old enough to be out drinking well this is it like, yeah I was out watching oh, the, you know, shit. yeah I was out you know I was out in snobs what, you, know, what should it, you know jumping around to their music but um, yeah the choral and then they're playing with Jeff Rotul who's like an absolute heavyweight of the kind of prog folk rock world um, and Midlake Alice Mitchell and, it's, and John Cooper Clark as well on that day the, the Manchester poet yeah so it's a real mad combination this year and I love it I think we've there's certain boxes that I really try and tick every year of like, you know, bringing the legendary artists and the new artists in, the cool American artists, you know, strong female artists, you know, poetry and, you know, just artists from different backgrounds playing different genres of music. And, it, you know, it, it feels like we've really nailed it this year. And there's like comedy on as well. So each night there's, there's comedians uh, in the art stage. So I think we've just got, yeah, it's, it feels like a really sweet year. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this year. Tom Ford's playing again this year. Yeah. The folk yeah. jazz. Have you had? Do you have many people that play the jazz and then play the folk the um, same year? Because Tom Ford, Bowman's best guitarist, getting it out there. He is. He's awesome. He's amazing. Yeah. Check um, him out. But yeah, we. Um, I'm sure we do. Trying. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I mean, you know, there's the serial players. There's someone. There's players that will turn up at every fest every year and be like, "Oh, you're in that band now." You know, it's like, and I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So fair play, you know. Well, I've seen him several times just yeah, in other bands yeah, when he's yeah, been yeah. there. Well, why wouldn't you? He's great. Yeah. You know, so everyone kind of goes, "Oh, can you come and join us for this?" And it's like, "Yeah, okay." So um, no, I don't think there's too much crossover. I don't think they're really, you know, they're nice scenes. They've got their own little things going on. It's really cool. So every year you kind of bring back little groups of people to the park, and sometimes I don't see people all year to the festival. Mm. So when you do, it's lovely. Is there many acts or any acts that you've had on that have been low down on the list, say years and years yeah. ago, and now you think, I don't think we could get them back now? Um, They're too big. I mean, the one that really was really funny, well, it's not funny, but they, it was, Blo remember, you know, Blossoms? Mm. So Blossoms played Mosey Folk in 2016, mm. and we paid a few hundred quid for them, and they played <laughs> the second stage, and no one knew who they were. No one knew who they were, and they're really good. And I was like, "Oh, these like I listened to them. That's what I booked them." I was like, "Yeah, definitely want them. They're going to be great." And they released their album three weeks later. Went to number one, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, why did he? You've already done that three weeks before, know. you know?" But he's like, "Yeah, they went to number one." And then next tour, they'll play that Academy, and I was like, "Wow, that's pretty nuts." Kind of how quickly something can shift. 
you know but obviously they were they had a plan and they were just out road testing stuff um I'm trying to figure else there's the small ones that have really grown it's hard, it's hard to think off the top of my head but yeah blossoms were one of the ones that really stood That's out a pretty big one at the moment as yeah well. oh for sure look yeah i'm sure i'm sure there's plenty that i remember afterwards but uh that was one i always remember because of the it was literally i can't remember yeah it might have been more than three weeks but it was it's pretty soon after and it was like, oh yeah this blossoms like yeah play mosey folk I'm like did they i was like yeah like second on the main stage at second stage sorry <laughs> that's pretty crazy yeah i didn't realize there was two stages there is yeah it's ever so clever how it works because one stage finishes and you yeah, get to glastonbury if you just stay at the one stage all day yeah you've got to wait 45 minutes yeah, yeah. for the next band this it just they're finished the stage is next to it and that's just starts playing straight away so you literally just turn your head from one stage i mean, to the other I, mean I can be good because it wasn't my idea it was my it wasn't my <laughs> idea i want to be ice genius yeah, I thought of it. it was just, you know, Carl the director. I think it's Carl the director. I mean, he might have seen it in America or Europe. I can't remember, but it very rarely exists in this country. And because I'd never, I've nah, still haven't seen it. I know, same. I've never seen it, and I'm amazed I haven't seen it because it's perfect. You just literally sit there. You can sit there all day, and there's music nonstop. Maybe you've got five minute gaps. But what's really cool is you've got a big stage and a smaller stage. So at the jazz, you can have DJs in between, like the big bands. Mm. So we have like Craig Charles on a small stage, and it just goes off. But DJ Yoda this year, that was DJ Yoda is amazing. Was. Yeah, like, yeah, I've seen him so many times anyway. He seems to love Birmingham. He seems he to play Birmingham. Yeah, he's playing this Friday. I mean, it's all have gone out by then, but he's doing <laughs> yeah. uh, he's doing the Commonwealth Games thing. Um, yeah, at Smithfield's with us on Friday, which is free, uh, which should be good. So you should check that out if you like Yoda. Um, but the, the other thing is, you know, we have we have like smaller artists play the second stage. So in between the headliner and the band before, a local artist can come on and play. So they end up playing to like you know. Three, four thousand people, which is crazy. Rather mm. than a stage around the field, you know, and play to a couple of hundred. And this year, actually, we're starting because Janice Long was our, well, one of our great friends and compare for years, and she died in when it was it was, it was Christmas Eve actually, I think Christmas mm. Eve. And so we started a bursary this year, so bands can apply. Um, it'll be I think it'll be closed by the time it goes out. We would have picked a band, and they're going to play the first slot on the second stage on Saturday. Um, and then throughout the year, we're going to put them in the studio. Get a bio professionally written, get photos taken, get them advice, get them a, you know a slot on hopefully on you know some radio shows, and then they'll headline the second stage in 2023. I'm just going to do that every year. That's yeah. awesome. So every year you got the band starting on the second stage, and then you'll see them progress to the the final slot on the Saturday. And that hopefully that's just going to continue, and that's going to you know celebrate her name. And the second stage is going to be called the Janice Long stage now. And awesome. Yeah. So it's like it's cool to keep that because she was, you know, she always supported up and coming bands, mm. and the stories because you know we, we went to her funeral and the stories there are just incredible. You know, during lockdown, she there was one artist that was a local artist, you know, with no fame attached. That never she didn't care about stuff like that, and he was in his flat. I don't know, it's like it sounded like it was about fifteen stories up, and he was getting a bit kind of bummed out, and he got a phone call and it was Janice Long, and he answered the phone and said, "Look out the window," and she had like she made a banner. <laughs> saying like keep your head up or something like that to kind of you know and this is like you know this is a radio 2 dj yeah, yeah. and then there's other people that i know that I saw in the street in the car and stopped them got, had a cd on i gave her and she played it that night and people just don't do that anymore so it's really cool to be able to take that into mosey folk and kind of well yeah and thank her as well and keep her memory and supporting up upcoming bands alive so that's really cool yeah, that's awesome yeah cool yeah yeah i love that mate we're coming up to an hour Sweet. Which is shocking. It's going really fast. Quick. 
So it's, uh, like, it's, like, it's like what happened if we met Morrissey. We just rambled into the night, wouldn't we? <laughs> just kept going, never ended. And, we, and there's no windows here, so it could have been like you got no sunlight. Could have, yeah, could have gone through the night. You know what I mean? We would have met Morrissey, and we would have said, uh, "Yeah, we went for this awesome burger," and then he would have just walked out. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, you're not allowed to sell meat at gigs at Morrissey plays. Nah. He stops all the vendors. I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's famous. Yeah, so re- yeah, after rebranding. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised. I know you shouldn't be surprised. Anything happens. <laughs> That's it. Was there anything you wanted to bring up? Or no, other than you know, I'm presuming tickets will still be available by this time this goes out. If you've never been before, you know, hope this our chat has you know sold it, sold it, you know, coerced you. Um, I don't think you'd be disappointed. I think most people that come, it's just it's. I remember the first time I walked into that park, and I, I had no idea it was there, and there was a festival on. It was, you know, walked into amazing folk and it blew my mind. And I just think that's still happening to people today. So hopefully that will be uh, one of the listeners this year. But it's only, it's one of the only things that's in my calendar every year that I'm doing. There we go. I know, without a doubt. There we go, guys. There you go. So you get to meet me, on it? Yeah, there you go. Friday, this is it. Me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give, giving away free beers at the bar. That's what I heard. <laughs> Buying out yeah, with the cards. He's <laughs> <laughs> sweating in the air conditioners. Panicking. Did you have questions? Yeah, or? I'll ask you a couple of questions. This would be a good one. Uh, these are just questions, just about you. Simple things. You should know the answer to them. They're about you. I hope so. Uh, this I'll start with this one. What's your favourite band or artist? Oh. Well, it's funny because, you know, bands, you, I think age has a, a factor. You know, I, I, just went to, I just went to Glastonbury and Libertines were playing at half 11 in the morning and I went to watch them. And I was like, oh, I'll go and watch them for all time's sake. I knew every word, like, yeah, you know, so yeah. from when I was a kid. But favourite bands, I mean, obvious ones, again, Bob Dylan, Beatles, they're given. Uh, obscure one, it's probably, well, they're called Sea Power now, but British, British Sea British Power. Sea Power yeah. just a, that album, I've, I've had to buy about three copies because I've just rinsed it. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll probably still say soft spot for for uh, Sea Power. It's not bad. I said them. The only time I've seen them, it was a secret gig at Glastonbury. So, you know, nice. Glastonbury, they were all secret gigs. Yeah, yeah. And they weren't even on any lineup. They weren't supposed to be there at all when I was there. Wow. And we just walked past a tent. It was just wrote on some chalk on a little board. Oh like, yeah, the crow's nest. With an arrow. Yeah. <laughs> just that's, like that's, I'll pop in one. there then see what's going on here. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great plan. <laughs> I know the one you're on about where they do that. It's wicked. There's only bands like. And they don't advertise it. No, you got. I've yeah, really no cool. idea they were on there. Yeah, it's it awesome. look every morning. So he's, he's in the biggies. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'd say they're. Uh, yeah, they're they're probably. I mean, do we listen to that much these days? I don't know. Yeah, soft spot. I think you're allowed a favorite band or soft spot for a band, and you don't have to listen to them all the time. Yeah, the, I'm like this with one of my favorite ever bands, and I'm seeing them because I'm going to the last day of Reading Festival this yeah. year to see Rage. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can't listen to them too much. Yeah, it's interesting. Because otherwise I'm like, well, I'm just sick of them now. Yeah, it's interesting. But I need gaps with them. Yeah, I think that's not. That's a healthy thing. Mm. I mean, British Sea Power, they're the kind of band that if if I've had a pint in a pub and someone, you know, if I had a few drinks, I'd probably end up tearful of the best band in the world, mate. You've got to go and see them. You know, (laughs) if you don't want to No, 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 don't go away. Haven't haven't ran you through album three yet. You know, that kind of thing. I'm passionate. You know, I think a lot of their fans like that, so... Yeah, I'll, go, I'll stick with them for now. That's a good one. What's your favourite TV show? It's really funny. I mean, my dad watched the first... We watched the first episode. Do you remember a prone called Dream Team? Yeah, the, the uh, football thing. I was <laughs> yeah. on Sky. Yeah. Yeah, I remember and it. And I, I used to watch it every week. I was a kid, you know, I was like 10 at the time. And it was like my... Every week I had to watch it. And we watched the first episode the other day. It's like Hollyoaks. It's really crap. It's like, <laughs> oh. it's even got some of the same people in yeah, it Yeah, yeah, well. I think it has. The act is terrible. <laughs> um, favourite TV show? That's a really good one. You know, I do watch a lot of TV. 
it's like you know it's Netflix series and stuff like that. I mean, you know, you've got the obvious ones like Simpsons and stuff. Um, I mean, Iron Man and Partridge. Yeah, is my my life. You know, my my humour's probably just developed from that character. I think it's and all my mates and, and the Office, I guess. Um, and I don't know more recently. What what's what's good recently? I mean, I like all the documentaries on Netflix. It's a lot of good documentaries. There on is. Netflix. They really have to do a documentary. Yeah, and there's always like a real like you know they've always got you in a real comfort zone. And then it, then it twists and you go, oh my god. The music documentaries are great as well. They the are. fine ones. That's yeah. That's a stunning documentary. It is. Yeah. Anyone should watch that. Agreed. Yeah, no, it's really good. The what was the one? There's a BBC documentary. Um, the guy is called and oh, hyper normalization. Yeah. Just uh, it's just a, I mean it's like three hours long. It's a beast, but it's kind of running up to how Trump happened. Ah, right. And that's mind melting. That's like, oh my god, are we the bad guys? <laughs> it's yeah. like, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> it's uh, but yeah, I love stuff like that. So yeah, oh, that's that's a, you know, one. I recommend that highly. What's your favourite movie? Oh, I mean, again, there's one. There's one. That, it's not my favourite movie, but it sticks out because I remember my dad took me to see it when I was about. I think, like, I think it was eight at the time. It was the first Jurassic Park. Yeah, that's a good and film. It's a good film. The first one. And I was eight. And obviously, I shouldn't have been in the cinema at eight watching it. I don't think. I don't know what rating it was, but it feels young. It was a PG, I think. Was it a PG? So I remember going with my brother Ter- and he'd have been about eight. Terrifying. But it's the, fir- it was, it was, it was the first memory I have of just been in awe. I mean, sat in cinema, it's a massive screen. And there's a dinosaur, you know, there's this dinosaur that's like, it's that, you know, it is real. It's absolutely real. Yeah. It looks like and a dinosaur. It looks yeah, yeah. like an actual fucking dinosaur. Well, it re- still does now. It yeah. looks like a dinosaur. Well, there's a sweet spot, wasn't there, before they, and I don't know what the terms are, but before they went too technical, like if you watch like an early Lord, Lord of the Rings and they're using like just computers. Yeah. You go, oh God, that looks a bit crap. But then you go to Jurassic Park and you go, oh wow, that was yeah, really good. built and, dinosaurs. Yeah, they actually built the thing, you know. <laughs> so that's really cool. Um what else? Oh, I'm gonna fit again. This is one I'm gonna think of loads. I watched um, Captain Fantastic the other day, which is oh, uh, you know, just, no, just go and watch it. That's really good. That's right. a really kind of feel good film. I'm gonna write that one down. Uh, and then you know, classics, Goodfellas, Godfather. Awesome. You know, I like stuff like that. a really boring. Well, this is really this can't. I'm not allowed this to be my favorite movie. My partner, she hates that I watch it so much. But have you ever watched The Big Short? I love that film. Yeah. I watched that film about 10... I mean, it's so well done. I love that film. <laughs> so well done. And it's like my go-to... It's like my hangover film because I know if I fall asleep, wake, wake up, it's like, okay, I know where I am. They've I, done an absolute amazing job of making something really complicated, just really simple and funny. It's incredible. It's <laughs> yeah. incredible. It's, How they've worked humour into that. I don't it, know why it's they're. a really well-made film. Especially if you've ever, like... Do, do you read up on michael um Burns. yeah 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 very strange character I mean, very strange character <laughs> yeah. i mean uh, yeah i mean yeah. but it, it, yeah it's one of those if i said here that my favorite film was big short and my partner heard that she'd be like well, john <laughs> stop because i just watch it too much it's like a comfort thing but yeah. but weirdly the guy that made that and you know i don't know what you guys think about this I'm, i'll tell you my opinion first he made don't look up same director made don't look up yeah mm. i just hated it did you? Yeah. I loved that idea. I know it's but weird. I don't know if I loved it, but it it also felt very close to the bone. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I I, I can't work it out because I think did it, it come out just as it's hard to remember where we were with COVID, uh-huh. and it was like, yeah, basically this is happening now. Scientists are telling us yeah, that yeah. this is very dangerous, and we should take it serious. And then people are like watching the news and saying, Nah, I've been, I've, my friend on Facebook. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doris on Facebook but yeah. says this. But it's weird, isn't it? It's but, like, you know, so I've got one film in Big Shot I love, the same director. Maybe that was the hype. Maybe I thought, you know, he's going to 
it's going to be my second favorite movie for that. And it just, I don't know, didn't land for me. But but also climate change, which is what it's really course, about, yeah. isn't it? And yeah. We just, just had the hottest day in the world, and our hottest day on record. And we, I still have people. I work around the construction sites and stuff, and there's still a few old boys who just read yeah, the yeah, sun. Of I remember 76 and it was bad and hot and every summer was like this and yeah, like, yeah. no mate, we have records. <laughs> we yeah, have yeah. records and this is saying that this is harder than yeah. any of that, I promise you. Yeah, your memory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. as good as official records. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. mental yeah. and that's exactly what that film's like. like yeah. No, it's true. No, I definitely, I mean, I, yeah, I get the frustration of it but yeah, it's weird. So I think, again, I probably think of loads more but they're, they're a cluster of my favourite films. Yeah, mine are it switches regularly. Yeah. It's usually Predator. Yeah, okay, nice. Good choice. It's just absolutely faultless from start to finish. I love sport films as well. Yeah. Uh, really tacky sport. For, like, it, did, could, it could be anything. Did you watch Hustle? Uh, Adam Sandler? Yeah. yeah. I liked it. I liked that. Yeah, I did. Yeah. 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 He keeps saying it's good. I want to yeah. see this. But it's again, good. I like sports. So, I mean, I watch some terrible sport films. I'm like, you know, it's like Remember the Titans. I love that film. Great film. Yeah. What was that? You don't make that? a bad film. Then, no, no, no. Um, Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks. Moneyball. Moneyball. Moneyball's yeah, like brilliant. the other one I'm not allowed see, to watch. I, say, I haven't it. seen that one yet. I'm really desperate to see it. I think Netflix took um, Moneyball off my Netflix so I was watching it too much. <laughs> I think that, I'm sure that happened. I like, well, I think that happened. Blindside. Blindside. Yeah, classic. Yeah, and when you say Sandra Bullock, people go, nah, but it's it's good, yeah. That as well, yeah really but now I'm at the problem is I'm now at the bottom like, I'm in I'm in like the, the dirge of sports films and I'm watching them going. I know this is terrible. Did you watch Friday Night Lights, the uh, TV program? It had Michael no, B. I Jordan. Think it in did it. you know? That was no, no, class. No. Awful, but class. But this is it. Oh, yeah, this is it. <laughs> so I don't know. It's uh, yeah, mate. I'm getting older and just finding comfort in like things that I know. What I don't was know. the ice hockey one? That was great as well. Another famous site. It's got the oh, uh, sure. the, the locker room speech. Al Capone. No, uh, Al Pacino. Oh, there is one. Yeah, I don't know. He's doing the you, talk. You are I know about. the film you're on about. I thought you were going to bring up the one with um, your man from American Pie, where he just he's the one that the enforcer. Oh, the goon. Yeah, that's the goon. Good. I like that. <laughs> that's what you want to bring up. Oh, have you seen Warrior? <laughs> no. Uh, the two brothers, the MMA film, the UFC no, no, no. film. No, that's class as well. Who is it? Tom Hardy. I oh, know the one you're on about. Yeah. yeah, that's always on Netflix. Well, that's, there you go. Yeah. So I've got some. I've got some watching so over the weekend. That's good. Awful. For, just for anyone listening, that these films are awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, these are recommendations. These are these, these are films know. that we love that are just awful. Yeah, yeah. So please don't. All the other stuff, do check out yeah, that is, section. This isn't know. the Radio Two uh, film. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> show whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a favourite bar or pub in Birmingham? A favourite bar. Oh. Or is that too? No, but I mean, I mean, I love Aaron Hounds because yeah, I've had great, loads, I mean, and I'm really good friends with Matt and Adam, um, and I know how much work they put in. You now, passionate, I know. I mean, Matt, you know, as a booker, he's incredible. I mean, Adam is too, but Matt is just, you know, it's all, it's all he does. Like he's obsessive about it. Well, they've in got a, in a good Katie J Pearson on soon, and I'm going yeah. to that, and that's your game as well. That's my gig. Oh, it's your gig. Yeah, there we go. Awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just about to sell out as well. I'm amazed there's any tickets left. Yeah, like, I know, same. I got that and I was like, this, this, they've only just been released and I thought I got them yeah, straight away because yeah. I'm on, what's the app I've got now? Songkick or something like that. Yeah, okay, yeah. You get them, as soon as a tracked artist comes up, I get an alert telling me because yeah. I've missed out on so many gigs now Yeah, that it just winds me up. No, so. it's, it's clever. It's, what, use the technology, you know. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, Katie J's ours, so which I'm really excited oh, about. Oh, that's all. I can't wait yeah, for that. Yeah, gig. no, same, same. Um, favorite bars, yeah, I mean, here it, it just, yeah, it just goes out sound. I love those guys. Um, I mean, I love I love the breweries. I love Attic. Mm. You know, Dig Brew's cool. A Glass House. I love those. Herbert Yard now for me. 
you know, it's a place to go because it's just, you know, as Sam representing. Yeah, you went the other day, didn't you? Yeah, I went last week or the week before. It's brilliant. Yeah, try that one. It is brilliant. Really man. impressed. And you don't expect it, do you? No. You start okay. Going to be thirty-one. I mean, it's 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 literally a five-minute walk from my house. I'm mm. so I'm so lucky. So it's like okay, if I want food Thursday to Sunday, I'm there. Um, and you know, you can get good beer, and it's it's getting better and better as well. So they they that's going to be a staple. So I love that place. Um, there's a weird little bar called Jojo Jim's. You used no, to be I the keep, arcade yeah. in Mickey Hills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I keep seeing this come up and I really want to go there. That's but it's so out of the way for us to get to. Yeah, man. I'm yeah. sure somebody said to me the other day that the person who owns it, the family have had it for like 100 years or something. Wouldn't surprise me. I mean, it's pretty wild there. The, um, but they serve really good beer. They serve day out on tap, which is a winner. Yeah, it's a winner all day. In fact, like steady rolling, man. It's mm. just, I just love it. And very rarely do I see it on tap. Um, and then, you know, place at the old Mo. Mo's, I love I love the old Mo sitting in there. Um, and yet, look, I mean, I love pubs. You know, I mean, it's it's <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's but you know, literally just to go there, sit, have one pint of Guinness, a cheese cob, open up a pack of crisps, and there's a pub quiz on. Yeah, that's why I love the Jeweller's Arms. Yeah, nice. Okay, and just sit yeah. there and just sup beer all day. Yeah, man. Old it, school beers as well. This is why I'm trying to. This one working hard as I can, so I can retire early, just so I can just <laughs> focus on my true love. Drinking. I've put and drinking. Yeah. That's it, I think. That's us. Amazing yeah. guys, thank you. Really appreciate you thank taking you that coming, time. I know how busy you are, man. So really grateful you come and done this, man. Yeah, well, it's been a really nice chat. I say it's a it's a disconnect the phone and a laptop that sat next to me on silence an absolute dream so uh yeah thank you very much for your time lovely john cheers thank you